Welcome to the Vision Podcast, a podcast that explores news, topics, and information of interest to the faculty, staff, and friends of the Mississippi State University College of Arts and Sciences. I'm your host, Karen Brown. And I'm your host, John Burrow. Hello and welcome to our 10th edition of the Vision Podcast. It is theater season here at Mississippi State University and the pandemic is creating some different techniques for theater given social distancing. So we are thrilled to have the cast, I guess the Anns and the Emmets of the play Ann and Emmett. So we're thrilled to have the show at Mississippi State this is a play that tells the story of both victims of racial intolerance and hatred. The play is set to be performed starting the night of October 21st. And guys, we just want you to interview, introduce yourselves, tell us who you're performing as, and welcome to the Vision Podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Alan Hackman, and I will be playing one of the roles of Anne. Uh, very excited to be here. Um, my name is Victoria Newton. I am the understudy of Anne, and my performance is October 22nd, so I'm excited to be here. Hi, my name is Cameron Mayers, and I play one of the Emmets, and I'm also super, super excited to be here as well. And I'm Mitri Lyons, and I am playing the other Emmet. Super excited about this role. It's great. And that's something too, I think we should tell our listeners, from what I understand, this is the first time Theater MSU has done this, where you have both lead actors and also to an understudy, um, just in the event of COVID. So groundbreaking work here by Theater MSU, we're thrilled to have you. And could you tell us each a little bit about yourselves? We can go in the same order, starting with our Anns. What made you choose your path to theater at MSU? Um, Alan Hackman here. Uh, I don't know if y'all can see me. <laughs> the podcast, y'all can't see me. I, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I have been doing theater since I was in first grade. Um, my parents actually met here on stage at MSU. So they kind of have their, their, their love story of doing theater together at MSU. My sister also did theater at MSU 10 years ago, and so it theater just runs in the family, and I've been doing it since first grade, with my uh, first performance being Charity, or Little Girl, in uh, Trial of the Big Bad Wolf, which was so much fun to do. That's fabulous. Thank you. Victoria? Um, so growing up, uh, I was in a very artsy home. My sister played piano, my dad used to sing, my mom loved to paint, and um, they just, and I was a dancer when I was little. I didn't really get into theater until I was in high school, and um, that's where I kind of fell in love with it, and then I went to community college, and I studied theater, and um, I was stuck between several schools when it was time to transfer, and Mississippi State just kind of fell in my lap, and I'm so excited that it did, because this is a wonderful school, and even though theater is like, even though it's not an arts program school, it's got a wonderful department and I am so blessed to be here. And so, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. And Cameron? 
So I've been doing theater since I was around 10 years old, kind of just through community theater and just like kids summer camps and all that. Um, I really started getting serious about it my sixth grade year when my junior high chartered our junior international Desian troop 89177. And then my high school, obviously, I moved up to our high school international Desian troop 4537. So kind of really, I met Mitri my 10th grade year, and it was always something of, hey, he studies theater at MSU, always keep that in your corner. And I always had like friends that I knew through community theater around like the Metro Jackson area that also went to theater at MSU. So it was kind of faith in a way that I came here. And really just me, like the first day that I was introduced here, everyone just came in with open arms, just loving personalities. And that was when I knew this is something that I can consider home for the next four years while I'm here. Well, what a nice story. And speaking of Mitri. Hi. So um, I grew up on a, a small town on the coast, and there wasn't much like theater like available when I was growing up. So I didn't start doing actual theater until I was 17. But I mean, I grew up a dramatic child. I mean, everyone knew they're like, this kid is going to be a performer. And so I pretty much knew I was always going to like really study theater or something with the arts. And it was just figuring out like where I wanted to go. Um, and although Mississippi State isn't like screaming Juilliard, like I do believe like this place has created me to be a well-rounded, um, multifaceted like individual. And so I'm super grateful for this experience. Also, I'm happy that like people like Cameron got to see like, oh, you can go to any university in Mississippi or anywhere and study theater and get what you need from the program to go out to the world because I'll be graduating in May. So cool. Wonderful. What a great cast. Yeah, and uh, we're really excited about this play because it is quite different, this performance coming up. Uh, so could any of you all tell us about the origin of this performance and what makes it so timely? So um, Janet, Janet Lingart Cohen is the playwright of this. And essentially, like it, it finds the backstory of um, Anne Frank, who lived in Nazi Germany, and Emmett Till, who lived in like the Jim Crow and like lynching era of, you know, Mississippi. And it brings those two like polar opposite stories and finds like the commonalities between them, which is so incredible. Um, and what I found so important about this play is, it seems like it could have been performed yesterday, 10 years ago, 100 years ago, or 100 years from now, and it will always be relatable and current. Um, everything that we are seeing in America right now and across the world as far as like racial injustice, police brutality, um, the Mississippi flag, Black Lives Matter. I mean, this was 1955 and it's still happening today. So I'm so excited for um, the young people of Mississippi State and whoever else to come and see this show. Um, I guess I can piggyback off of what Mitri said because this piece is so timeless and I never thought that these two people would ever share the light of day at the same time. And it's just so amazing that you have these two people who are 100% history and real people. It's not a fictional story. And we're getting to show people what they actually experienced and bring it like instead of just the story into the light and show them what actually happened, even though it's two different races and religions, it's, Injustice is injustice. And, sp and speaking of that, and I'd like for each of you to answer this, what have each of you discovered about Anne Frank and Emmett Till through this experience? And 
Alan, let's start with you. So <clears throat> actually really, uh, probably not interesting, but really something interesting to me was I knew nothing about Emmett Till until just a few years ago um, when the news had made, when it made the news that someone had shot up the Emmett Till Memorial sign and I had no idea who that was and so I started looking up who Emmett Till was at that time. This was only just a few years ago and when I heard that we were doing a play on it that also included Anne Frank, I was like, oh, this needs to be heard. Like these, these stories need to be heard. Everyone knows about Anne Frank. Not, not everyone, but like almost everyone knows about Anne Frank and so few people know about Emmett Till. The only reason that I know about it is because of the news a few years ago and because of this play. I'm learning so much more about both of them just from this play. And Cameron, what about you as you play Emmett? I really think more of now than time, this is a story that's important to tell. I really think myself, ever since the process started, I've learned that a lot of people, especially like our age and especially on campus, don't know who Emmett Till was or who his story is. And I think that really just shows how important giving back and remembering history is so we don't repeat it again. Because obviously just in the summer, I think I can speak for everyone in the Zoom call that it's been intense to say the least. We've yes. had protests, we've had racial injustice, we've had flag debate, and just kind of an amalgamation of all that. When I kind of first started in MSU, I kind of noticed, hey, there aren't that many people in the program that look like me in a sense. And just given the opportunity that we have to present this show, it's not only speaking to, hey, this is Emmett Ann's story, we're trying to prevent this from happening in the future, but this is also a celebration of black culture in general, how we can show, hey, this is from what in history we started as, this is where we are now. Dimitri, how about you playing Emmett Hill? So um, initially I, I knew about Emmett Till, obviously. We learned about our own culture and things like that growing up. And I knew about American history, which we have to learn as well. But initially, I auditioned for this show because I was like, I was 13 and Black from Mississippi. I was a 13-year-old Black boy at one point. Like, we're very similar in that aspect alone. But I think even more, I've learned that, like, Emmett and I were way more similar than what I had ever believed. I mean, he wanted to be a comedian. That's the performer side of him. The entire show, we uh, go throughout, like, the kiddiness and playful-like and how just, like, free-spirited and um, happy he was which I feel like I possess some of those qualities as well. And we even speak about um, peace on his face when he closes his eyes to blow out the candles. And my grandmother used to always tell me when I was like, sleeping that like, I have such like a peaceful expression. So I further, like, when I'm doing this play, it's really hard to like, really like separate myself from the role because like, I've discovered like how similar I was to the, um, to him when he was a child. Wow, touching. And Victoria playing Anne. Um. Playing Anne has such has been such a surreal experience because she is one of those people growing up that I was obsessed with. I read her diary when I was in high school and I've just 
always been so fascinated by her. And so kind of like what Alan said earlier, when it's, when you, I didn't know much about Emmett Till either. And so when I heard that they're both going to be on stage together, I wanted, to, I wanted to do it. And so once I was cast and, and um, Dimitri and I started doing like running lines together, I have learned so much more than I ever thought that I have, not only about Emmett Till, but just about black history and black culture in general. And it's just so crazy to me how much that we don't learn. And it, I don't know, it honestly made me mad that I did not know like the true experiences and true things that they were told and experienced. But um, there's also certain things about Anne Frank that I didn't know either. So this whole show is just like one giant history lesson in and of itself. And it's such a beautiful story. So yes. <laughs> okay, well, I'm already just absolutely thrilled to see this show. And I love the passion that all of you are bringing to these characters and so incredible what you're learning too along the way. So talk me through a rehearsal, COVID has created so many differences. I mean, right now we are sitting in a Zoom call um, to interview you all. So walk us through a rehearsal. Um, so rehearsals start at 6 p.m. Uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesdays, Thursdays. And we all get there, we're all wearing our masks, we all wash our hands. Um, sometimes we take off our masks and we put on our face shields so that we are able to communicate our emotions through theater instead of just speaking through a mask, uh, which is amazing. Now that we have the face shields, we can actually show a little bit more emotion in our talking. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, anyone else want to add to that? It's just so weird wearing a mask during a, during a rehearsal. It, it's so weird. And yet we're starting to get used to it because of the times. I'll piggyback off of that. Um, not only do we have to wear masks, but we also get our temperature checked uh, by our stage manager when we walked in, or when we walk in before rehearsal. And our very first rehearsal, he, he established that it was over. If it was over, I think it's a hundred, he'll send us home because he that's just a risk, and we don't want to take any risks. And then uh, the other thing is we also have to do social social distancing blocking. So when you watch the show you will notice that we never touch each other. So just to eliminate um, the social distancing and COVID rules. So from there, basically we just do, uh, we do our jobs. Miss um, Tanya like leads us in like a, the direction of the show. Um, and then we like, you know, kind of like, Miss Tanya's really good because she's a director that is like, she's hands on, but she's also hands off. She allows you to like discover yourself as an actor, um, yourself as a creator, but then she's also like, really brilliant in the way that she can lead and so she gives like really good tips which i think is like pretty remarkable from like not being a character in the show i feel like you kind of have to have all eyes um everywhere which is dumb how about you cameron i think kind of one of the main jobs that you have as an actor is being able to adapt in any situation and i think covid is kind of the big push on hey this is kind of adapting in something that we never thought would happen in like a million years. So but true. yeah, um, Miss Tanya is just an amazing director, probably one of my favorite directors that I've had. Not trying to like sugarcoat anything, but 
really just kind of the whole rehearsal process. It was, hey, I'm going to let you make your own character. I'm obviously going to still lead the show, but I want you to find yourself in something. If you make a choice, that's your choice, and I'm going to respect that either way. And I think it was just kind of a big thing, like, wow, this was something that I've obviously experienced before in high school, but just like on a college level of you're kind of letting the actors kind of take the reins on wh what where we're letting the show go. And I kind of really just piggyback off Mitri, obviously, since I look up to him, him being an upperclassman, just saying, hey, what do I do in this situation? How can I be better? And how can I make both of us better in our interactions that we have with both casts? I did have a, a follow-up question. So in, in preparing for these performances, um, did you all do any research, obviously, on Anne Frank or Emmett Till or their time periods? Uh, I may be a little biased. I, I'm a historian, so I just kind of, I'm, I'm really interested in that sort of thing. Did, did you all do a lot of research into these individuals and their times? So actually, at our very first rehearsal, uh, Miss Tanya handed us a packet and the packet had Anne Frank's story on it and it had Emmett Till's story on it. And we just, she gave us a few moments to read over their stories and see how that would impact our representation of the characters, which I thought was amazing. And going back to that previous thing, Miss Tanya is an amazing director. Like she, I've never had a collaborative director before. And so her allowing us to like ask questions and push the envelope with our acting and all of that, it's just an incredible experience because I've never been asked, what do you want to do? I've always been told what to do instead of being asked what I wanted to do. And I just thought that was amazing. Cameron, what about you? Did you... I think I'm kind of blessed to be able to have a prior knowledge of both of their stories. Right. I've kind of known about Anne Frank ever since junior high and just kind of coming in as being Black in America. I've known about Emmett for I think as long as I kind of readily remember. So my whole like research didn't really, it wasn't really like more research getting into it since I kind of knew it was kind of just little bits and pieces that obviously I didn't know but really it's kind of I'm staying away from the Emmett side of things for now just because I kind of have my own process of how I want show week to go by actually diving deep into his story by actually looking at his photos for the first time ever since this process has started and that I think is really going to help me kind of get into this mindset of at the end of the day, we are performing this, but I've kind of taken it onto myself that this role is more important than me in that moment and during that week. Gotcha. Well, um, I know obviously we talked about uh, the timeliness of this performance, but what is, the, and this is something I want you all to answer, what excites you all the most about the play? What gets you pumped? There's so many points in the show where it's just such a powerful, I mean, Honestly, my favorite parts in the show are Emmett Till's monologue and Anne Frank's monologue about what they went through. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm crying just thinking about it, but um, Cameron can tell you during rehearsal, when I'm hearing his monologue, I actually start crying. And it just, it's just such a powerful moment hearing his monologue about what he went through, what was done to him, what wasn't done to his murderers. 
I mean, sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's such a powerful moment hearing the history. Um, I guess I'll go there. I guess I'll go there. Uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. That moment in the show is about Emmett Till because my favorite moment in the show is when Mammy talks about Emmett Till's um, body when she finds it because the description, like when you come into the show and you just listen to her like tell the story of what she saw and smelled, you can see it in your mind and it's so surreal and it's so crazy. And what's even like more interesting that I'm excited for the audience to see is that we have three sets of projections that, that we're using in the show because there's so many little details in the story that Miss Tanya and the production team decided that if there was a picture to go with the audience's mind, it would make that story so much more real, even though they are real people. It's just putting a picture with words. I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words. So it's just like, it ties in the story so much more. Mitri, what about you? Um, so what the main thing is I'm super excited for like the student body of Mississippi State to see this show. Um, and so, I mean, because this college is a PWI, like the, the audience is going to be like full of like white people, which is extremely important because like, I feel like they've only gotten 75% of the story. For me, like as a black kid, like I don't ever remember not knowing who Emmett Till was, but I also learned who Anne Frank was because, you know, as minorities, you learn your history and then the world as well. But ultimately like our history is human history and it should be learned by everyone um, as well. But I'm super excited. If anyone, if you ask anyone about like, what is um, an element of a Tanya Hayes show, there will always be some form of music in there. And I think that's what I'm so excited about. Um, I specifically love like musical theater. So, I mean, we have this beautiful guitar and violin in the show and it just adds to it. I mean, it adds that like element of like somber and cause it, I mean, it is a sad show. And so I'm really excited about that. Well, and I think too, talking about that, we've got also um, theater does not happen with just people on the stage, right? We've got people behind the stage that make it happen. Donnie, you are joining us. And can you tell us too about the music, the technology and projections for the show? Okay, so hello, my name is Donnie Andrade. Uh, I am the stage manager for this show. And also along with that, I'm also the audio slash visual um, co-director. So we're getting our feet dipped into many different aspects of this show. <laughs> but to talk about, talk more about tech and music, um, we really wanted something that was more intimate. So having the idea of having live musicians come on the stage, rather than having just a recording of a song, we felt that would bring the audience and have more intimate feeling with the actors as well. Um, on the tech side, it has been a very um, interesting learning how to portray things without taking the main focus, which is our actors, um, and taking not taking like that away. So I've worked alongside um, a student and his name is Walker Harris. And we have kind of just really gotten together one rehearsal and just went through the entire play looking at, okay, there's a line right here. What should we, should we portray something here? Or do we want to hold off until like a later part of the play? Um, and there's some, that are that goes with visuals and words that just make it a very powerful scene. Um, so we've kind of worked our way around that to kind of show um, there's parts of the play where it's you know serious where they talk about uh, both Anna and Emmett talk about how they, you know, how their lives were. 
Um, and then there are some parts of the play where they are just very um, energetic and friendly with one another. So we kind of play with the roller coaster, I'll say, of emotion, whether it can be something very lighthearted and playful or something that's very serious. Uh, so we, it's, it's very interesting still working around that, trying to make sure that it's not impeding on the main idea that we want to project to the audience. Well, you all have me absolutely sold and I cannot wait to see this show and just seeing your enthusiasm for the message here is just phenomenal. So tell us when we can see the show and what people need to know to be able to go see it. You can see the show at 7 p.m. each night. Um, our final night is kind of a special night that Saturday. We are actually having a live Q&A with the author herself. Um, so if you purchase tickets through our website, you'll also be getting a link to that WebEx as well. Y'all, I cannot thank you enough. And if I've forgotten anything, please let me know before we finish up, but we're almost out of time. But thank you for your passion. Thank you for bringing this important message at the perfect opportunity and time. Um, in society to hear this message and this, this part of history again like you all mentioned maybe some have not heard before so thank you and we want to thank you for being here and to our listeners if you're interested in exploring a topic of interest to you or the broader community please email me karen brown at kbrown at dnas.msstate.edu and we do have a dedicated section on the arts and sciences website to house the various online teaching resources and our vision podcast script. From our homepage, simply click on the media tab and scroll down to see vision podcast. Thanks for joining us. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the vision podcast. Be sure to visit our website www.cas.msstate.edu for more information about the College of Arts and Sciences. Please be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We'd appreciate you helping us spread the word, letting others know about the podcast. You can also stay up to date on news and information about the College of Arts and Sciences by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Mississippi State University College of Arts and Sciences, learning through discovery.